Yeah, we are continuing in the sermon series on rest. Last Sunday, we had time to think together about entering into God's rest. The Lord has already opened the door of salvation and is inviting us into his Sabbath rest in all different areas of our lives. Among them, relationships are one of the most important aspects of our lives. And this morning, we are going to focus on hope and rest in our relationships. A group of renowned researchers conducted a long study on human happiness. They studied uh, participant trajectories and their broader lives in detail and reached a conclusion. The biggest overall predictor of our happiness and fulfillment in life is our meaningful relationships with family, friends, and community. The director of the group said, according to the study, the loneliness kills. It is as powerful as smoking or alcoholism. However, many survey results on stress show that when people were asked, what are the main causes of stress in your life? Their answers always included relationship problems with their spouse, family, friends, or co-workers. It is not hard to find broken relationships around us. Actually, we all live with this challenging issue every day. You may have wounded someone, or you may have been wounded by what other people have said or done. In some cases, the scar is deep and seems like it cannot be healed at all. Many of us are experiencing hurt or relational stress. Our relationship problems are causing a lot of unrest within us. This world is also full of broken relationships between different genders, generations, social groups, political groups, religious groups, races, and nations. They can even cause serious violence or war against each other, as we can see on media every day. Good relationships can be the greatest source of joy, but broken relationships can become the greatest source of pain. Whether we like it or not, whether we can see it or not, our lives are all impacted by one another in many ways, directly or indirectly. People often react in different ways. Some people are still active in their relationships with others while dealing with their relationship problems. However, they will get tired and exhausted when their efforts don't work that well, and it seems like endless work. Some other people are just trying to avoid or minimize interacting with others out of fear. But loneliness grows in their hearts, which is a greater threat to their mental and spiritual health and their lives. God did not intend for us to live this way. 
we are experiencing many relationship problems. Where do we need to start? What should we change? How can you find peace and rest in our relationships with others? Let's see what Paul says in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 15. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things about where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as this, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken up your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the presence of let let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. And be thankful. In Apostles' Day, in Apostle Paul's day, there were various other religious groups in his mission field. Generally speaking, what they did was they came to their worship place when they needed to, bowed before an idol, put their offering on the altar, prayed for what they wanted for their lives, and went back to live the same old life and they had pursued they had pursued for their own benefit. They had said little to nothing about a relationship with their God, renewing of their heart, direction for their life, or personal morality. That makes sense because what they believed in was an idol, 
a counterfeit God with no life. So regardless of their religions, their lives were thoroughly self-centered based on human sinful nature. The relationship with God and others was not in their consideration. They were self-seeking. Atheists are similar because they believe in themselves. This is happening in this world today too. Everyone or every group is busy to pursue what they want. Their words or deeds towards others reflect their self-seeking heart. And this ruins all their relationships with other people. This is a fundamental reason for breaking relationships. We can name many other reasons, but all of, all of our relationship problems start from there. So this morning, I'm going to focus on this fundamental reason for relationship issue, issues and the solution for it first, rather than talking about all the other causes of problems or answers, including forgiveness. I hope we can talk about them on other days in the sermon series. On the contrary, Christianity was totally new to societies during Apostle Paul's days. God came to the world as a man from the heaven. He suffered, died, and was resurrected for his people. In faith, all believers were united with him in his death and resurrection and were declared as God's children. Their hearts were renewed by the Spirit. The perspectives of the believers dramatically changed. They highly valued their relationship with God and other people in their community. Their purpose of life was for God's glory not for earthly things. They desired to attain the whole measure of fullness of Christ. Christian faith brought a whole new concept into society. We remember that in the early churches, their primary focus was their loving relationship with God and with one another as one family in Jesus Christ. Christian life looked very captivating and new to people at the time. So many of them wanted to join the emerging community. God blessed the early churches with those who were brought into their relationships. I hope our life is quite different than the pagans and closer to the early Christians in terms of our identities, values, priorities, and relationships with God and others. There are many books out there to help people deal with their relationship issues. They often suggest a lot of man-made strategy, strategies or tips. Their suggestions are helpful, but do not work fully because they don't talk about the need of fundamental changes within our hearts. So people continue to struggle. We are followers of Christ, 
we always need to go back to the Lord, learn from Him, and find wisdom and peace. There is no better way than that. Unfortunately, we often look for help elsewhere. In terms of the relationship, if we have a good model we can refer to and learn from, they will be helpful and encouraging. We are going to look at the model of the true relationship that God intends us to pursue. The perfect relationship originates from our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You already know the meaning of Trinity, so as I say more about it, think about how your relationship with others compares to the relationship of our triune God. Our God is one, but always exists in three persons. They are equal in power, knowledge, love, mercy, holiness, and all other qualities. Our triune God exercises and shares everything in their perfect relationship within the holy community of three. They always point to the other and serve the other. They are in an eternal loving relationship as one being. God loves because that is his nature and the expression of who he is. God himself is love and is the perfect loving community. We are not God, but we can get a sense of what a good relationship looks like from our triune God. Everyone is equally honored and respected. Their highest value is unconditional love. There is no competition or discrimination. There is no, no one controlling others. They love each other. They trust and submit to each other. They serve one another. They are so close and become like one body as a community. Can you imagine a family or community like that? Isn't this the relationship that we are dreaming of and God wants us to live in? Yes. But it is not possible. We won't be able to fully become like that. But, but we can set the direction and continue to pursue it with the help from the Lord. We can journey together towards it. Our triune God eternally enjoys each other. They have never been lonely or in need of other beings. They still wanted to create us and extended the circle of the relationship to us. This action was from the loving nature of God. Everything God wants to do or does flows from his loving heart. He created the heavens, heavens and the earth and us. He created us in his own image, which means we also have a deep desire 
and a longing for a loving relationship with God and other people. God said in Genesis 2.18, it is not good for the man to be alone. What this means is that we are designed to live life with other people, not alone. So if we go alone, you are going to wander and experience emptiness that can never be filled and miss out on God's best for us. In Mark 12, Jesus talked about the greatest commandment. We all know this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And love your neighbors as yourself. He said, there is no commandment greater than this. What he was talking about was that the relationship with God and other people should be our highest priority. We have various church ministries, great ministries. Aren't they all there to improve the relationship with God and others? No wonder Christianity is all about loving relationships. As God extended the relationship of the triune God to us, we are called to continue extending the relationship to others. You may still not be sure about what you should value most and what you need to pursue to live a better life. We as a Christians may want to say, I value relationships most. We can check our schedule on our calendar to see where we are spending our time. Our calendar will let us know what we truly value. People are pursuing what they think is the most important for their lives. They may have different ideas, but when the final moments come to us on the edge of eternity, it becomes so clear. What do people want or do during their last moment? They want to see or meet once again with those who they love. They want to be with them and spend their last moment together in love. All other achievements that they pursued throughout their whole life become meaningless. The power or position they had before, or words they received, where money in the bank account do not mean much more anymore. Relationships are going to mean a lot more to you 
than your achievement. During the final moments, you are going to realize that our relationship with God and those we love is what life is all about. And what Jesus said about the greatest commandment is true. I pray that people learn this truth before it is too late. You are called to live in the loving relationship with God and people, which are extended to us from the Lord. So we want to pursue the relationship that our trial and God extended to us. Let's go back to today's uh, passage. It includes a, a list of what we must not do and what we must do. Verse 5 listed what belongs to our earthly nature that we must put to death. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Verse 8 says, Now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as this, anger, rage, malice, slander, fierce language from your lips. These earthly things are all coming alive in our hearts when we become self-centered and self-seeking. They are not only hurting, our, hurting others, but also ourselves. They are destroying our relationships with God and people and family, friends, and others. These self-centered desires are our enemies because they cause a lot of unrest within us and makes us lose peace and rest in our relationships. Paul is asking us to put our earthly nature to death. In verse 12, Paul suggests that we clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These are what Christ had his. This, this, uh, these are what Christ had in His mind for us. We can find peace and rest in our relationships when we close ourselves with these virtues. But these are not the things we can do or not do by our will or our strength. It is possible only when our hearts are renewed. By the Spirit. Let's look at verse 9 and 10. Do not lie to each other since you have taken up your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Paul is using an analogy of a person changing clothes with demands of reminds us of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When he arose from the dead, he left the great clothes behind and entered the life of resurrection. With Jesus, we have also taken up our old selves, the gra- our grave clothes, our old self, and 
put on our new self. In the past, we committed sins because we were sinners. Now our new self is hidden with Jesus in God. Our new self is being renewed not by our work, but in knowledge, in the image of our Lord. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You are branches. You cannot bear good fruit yourself. Everything on the list of today's passages is not for our work. Cling to the Lord, and God will let us bear holy fruit, which will bring peace and rest to you. You will never keep the earthly nature in your heart, not because you have to, but because you desire to. It is not a matter of action or skills. It is a matter of heart. I prepare a one-minute video clip, but the, video, the file type wasn't fully supported by the computer, so we need to watch, watch it without audio. Sorry about that, but I hope you can still sense what the video is talking about. I think you, you still can sense they love each other and excited to meet each other and hug and move to the, their next adventure. I don't think these two kids had to work hard to remove all earthly nature things to have a good relationship. They just love each other. That covers all. Maxwell's dad said, this is just, it was on the screen, this, this is just so beautiful. If we could all be like this, After I watched that video, I imagined all our church members hugging each other like that on Sunday and whenever you meet, and joining together toward our next adventure. When you set your heart on Christ, you will be motivated by love for God and His people. Love always leads us to think that others are more important than ourselves. Jesus came to earth to give, to give us his life. Giving and serving brings peace and joy in relationships. Our old self expects or wants something in a relationship. But our new self just loves others and wants to serve them. Our trial in God extended their loving relationship to us 
and called us to enjoy his peace in that relationship. Abide in the Lord always, and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, in your family, and your community, and be thankful. Let's pray. Lord, you have been raised with you, and we are now new creations. Help us set our hearts on things above and desire more of you. Let us fully embrace you so that we may bear good fruit in our relationship and rest. In Jesus' name, amen.